0: How important is defense in the Big 12? And speaking of the Big 12, the schedule for the Big 12 teams comes out today, so I'll try to predict who the Bearcats will play in 2023. Then, a question Mo Egger posed last winter that I will apply to the Cincinnati Bearcats right here on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Are Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, and thank you for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen of every day. It's free and available everywhere that you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel. Follow it, too to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day right here on the Lon Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So defense, well, it is important. It's not nearly as important as having playmakers and being able to run the ball on, off, on offense, but you do have to complement your offense. And right now, I don't know if the Cincinnati Bearcats are going to be able to compete in big it right now the Bearcats don't have really any established wide receivers given that essentially all of last year's receiving cores in the transfer portal now they do have some transfer commits including Donovan Ali but we don't know who on the roster is going to be able to play wide receiver and I think for me that The running game could still be solid. The offensive line is still in flux. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. So defense is important. And the good news for the Bearcats is, as I talked about yesterday, there is a big three. There's a big three of Jawan Briggs, of Dante Corleone, and um, Malik Van, who's coming back for his sixth season as a Bearcat. And Brian Brown, new defensive coordinator, I I think is coming into a really good situation. The Bearcats last year gave up 20.6 points per game. That was from the country. They gave up 153.2 rushing yards per game. That's a little too high. They gave up 182.2 passing yards. That's really good. And 335.5 offensive yards per game. You can think that's really good. But consider that the Bearcats would have been last in the Big 12 in offensive yards allowed per game. They would have been sixth in rushing yards allowed. That's a little better. They would have been second in passing yards, and when you think of the Big 12, you probably think of, you know, spread offense and airing the ball out, and that means the Bearcats would have been good in pass defense. So what does this tell us? That defense does hold some value in the Big 12, that the Bearcats defense would have done okay in the Big 12 last year. Thank goodness the Big 3 is still here on the defensive line. Now, I have confidence that Brian Brown is going to be able to um, keep this defense afloat after what he did at Louisville last year, especially when you consider the talent he's inheriting. Last year at Louisville, uh, the Cardinals were first in the country in sacks with 50, seventh in, in tackles for loss 97, third in forced turnovers with 30, 11th in points allowed in 19.2, first in 4th uh, down defense, they allowed opponents only 4 of 21 4th down conversions, 11th in red zone defense, and top 25 in a bunch of metrics, and also 29th in yards per allowed, yards per play allowed at 5.07. So if the Bearcats have the big three, they could also still have the Sean Pace and Shaheen Thomas. We haven't heard what they're planning to do just yet. This defense doesn't have to be 2018 or 2021 good, But it's got to keep this offense from having to engage in shootouts every week. I don't know if this offense right now can do that. The highest Louisville total um, for offensive points per game was 33.1 back in 2019. That's good. But the Bearcats last year only averaged 29.6 points per game. And that offense really stalled out at the end of the season. So... Can this offense this year average that many points per game? I don't know. But you're going to have to compete in some Big 12 shootouts eventually. But defense can help you win some games. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing is if this defense can keep the Bearcats in games. Because there is some value to it. Look at Kansas State. They held TCU to 28 points in the Big 12 championship. And TCU had a really good offense. Um, Baylor held TCU in check, so it is a matter. And the Bearcats' defense last year did a great job keeping it, keeping them in the UCF game, the Arkansas game, um, Tulane even. So there is opportunity for this defense to be good. I think really good once again. I like the new defensive coordinator Brian Brown, and I do think going into the Big Twelve, the defense does hold some value speaking of big 12 shootouts which matchups could produce those next year i'll try to predict the Big 12 schedule next year after i tell you how this episode of lockdown Bear is brought to you by built bar are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories then you gotta try a built bar we've just got through the hol- we just got through the holidays and i know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year if you're like me Or you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built with Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is that they are healthy only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bar, revolutionizing deliciousness while also maintaining healthiness. I did not come up. With that slogan. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Lockdown College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on Lockdown Bearcats, Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. So, the Big 12 schedule is coming out today, the Bearcats 2023 schedule. We already know there are three non-conference games: home against Eastern Kentucky, um, at Pitt, and then of course they will take on the Miami RedHawks. I am already forgetting where that game is going to be played between the Bearcats and RedHawks—the battle for the victory bell. The first time the Bearcats will play that game with a lead in the series for the first time in over 100 years, I believe. I think since 1915. Um, yeah, since 1915, uh, that game will be at Nippert Stadium. So two home games, one road game. But what about the conference schedule? Who will the Bearcats play in the Big 12? I think a, I think a big question you have and I have is, are Oklahoma and or Texas going to appear on the schedule? I do believe both will. Um, I'm going to say the Bearcats play Oklahoma on the road, Texas at home. I think the Bearcats are going to play two teams who are going to the Big 12 with Cincinnati. I think they're going to play UCF. I think... The Big 12 will see that was a rivalry in the American. I think that they will keep that the first year these two teams are in the Big 12. I think that's a home game because the Bearcats played in Orlando last year. I think Houston uh, will be a road game. I think the Bearcats and Houston, because that too was kind of a rivalry, they will play as well. Um, West Virginia, bringing back that rivalry. I think that's going to be a home game for the Bearcats. That's going to be a fun atmosphere, uh, close proximity between the two teams. Iowa State. I think that'll be a road game. That'll be a tough place to play, depending on what time of year the Bearcats go there. If it's September, fine. But if it's November, who? Good luck. Um, I think Iowa State is uh, the the other close pro- close team proximity to the Bearcats. Midwest. I think that they will appear on the schedule. That'll be a road game. I think the reigning um national runners up from last year from the college football playoff, TCU. I think that'll be a home game for Cincinnati. That'll be a fun atmosphere. Um, TCU obviously had a really, really good season, went to the national championship game. Obviously, we know what happened there, but you can't deny what they were able to accomplish, going to the Big 12 championship, going undefeated in the regular season, getting into the playoff, and then beating Michigan. I think that's a home game for the Bearcats. And then I got two more road games. I think Texas Tech will be a road game for the Bearcats. And I think Kansas will be a road game for the Bearcats. So six home games, six road games, um, four conference home games, but five on the road. Remember, the Bearcats this year will play nine conference games. So again, it's exciting. The schedule release, the Bearcats' first ever Big 12 football schedule. Where they play, who they play, the matchups. I mean, it's going to be... For all Big Twelve teams that comes out today, um, so that means I don't have the Bearcats playing Baylor, Kansas State, um, BYU. I think there's another team in there I don't have them playing as well. Um, let's see, Oklahoma State. I don't have them playing. That might be the more. I think about though that that might be a game that gets on the schedule. So that's who I think the Bearcats will play in the Big Twelve this upcoming season. All right, coming up. This was a question that Mo Egger posed about the Bengals last year. I'm going to apply it to the Bearcats right here on today's episode after we hear from two of our sponsors. All right, last year, when the Bengals were in the midst of their Super Bowl run, Mo Egger posed the question: Would you rather the Bengals win the Super Bowl but then immediately dip back into irrelevancy, or never, or not win the Super Bowl but always remain relevant? And it's a very, very interesting question because we all want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. We all want the Bearcats to win the national championship in football and/or basketball. But at the same time, ask yourself. How much does relevancy matter to you? Because it should, to a degree. Now, I want the best of both worlds. I want the Bearcats to win a national championship and always be relevant, like Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. I want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl and always be relevant, like the Patriots were for two decades, plus the Steelers, and any other team who's won multiple Super Bowls and is always relevant, a.k.a. the Dallas Cowboys. So I think for me, we look at the Bearcats, and let's look at football the last five years, excluding the COVID year of 2020. They won 10 or more games every single year. They won 11 games in 2018, and 2019 they won, I'm sorry, last year they only won nine games, but still, They won 13 in 2021. And every single year, you felt like they were relevant. First, it was relevant as far as winning the American championship, which they eventually broke through with one in 2020. Then it was a matter of relevancy on a national level. Could this team actually make a run at the college football playoff? We cared about things like the playoff rankings, like recruiting, like who's losing around us, Um, you know, Or who was losing around the Bearcats. We cared about that stuff. You know, as a Bearcats fan, I cared about it. You cared about it. And so, now I look at it. The Bearcats are still a very relevant team. Even though they're going through a coaching change. They're going to the Power 5. And maybe they will exceed expectations and compete for a championship. But going to back-to-back New Year's Six Bowls and then also having done it in 08 and 09, back-to-back BCS Bowls, that was a major deal because the Bearcats were relevant. You had that seat at the big boys' table. That should matter to you. Now, when something like that happens, and maybe you are this way, I'm kind of this way, you start to expect more from your teams. As a fan, oh, if we can do that, then we should be good every year. You know, this should be how it is every year. I think that's how a lot of us got in 05 when the Bengals broke through with the division title. A lot of us expected them to be serious contenders in 06. And then the same thing in 09, we expected them to do it again in 2010, even though realistically looking back, that was not realistic. Um, 2011 through 2015, when the Bengals went on that five-year run, I think we got caught up in, oh my gosh, this team has a, you know, a roster that can compete for a Super Bowl when really, you know, and I don't think a lot of us did this, myself included, we didn't enjoy the fact that, hey, every single year they were going to the playoffs and they were relevant. They were one of the 12 best teams in the NFL that had a chance to battle it out for the Lombardi Trophy in the postseason. So now the Bearcats, the last five years on the football front, They had opportunities to play for conference championships, which does matter, and New Year's Six Bowls, which which is on the big boy stage. Like, How many of you watched the American Championship between UCF and Tulane and then watched the Cotton Bowls? Tulane pulled off the Miracle against USC. How many of you Bearcat fans watched that and was like, it feels weird not being there, the Bearcats not being there? Yeah, it felt weird. It felt weird to me. Because we got used to the Bearcats and playing in those games. Was it weird for you watching the Bearcats, if you did, in a bowl game on the 17th of December as opposed to New Year's? Did it feel weird to you? If it didn't, or if it did, good. Because this program, you got used to them playing New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. That December 17th in a bowl game that outside of maybe Cincinnati and Louisville, no one really cared about. And so I think what this is telling us is, yes, hope the Bearcats win a national championship. I hope they do at some point. I hope they win a national championship again in basketball. It's been 60 years. It's going to be 61 years if they don't win this year. But also appreciate when your program goes on those runs like they did when they went to back-to-back New Year's Six Bowls or back-to-back BCS Bowls. And the same too with the Bengals. Um, or Let me go with the Bearcats basketball. Yes, a lot of us were frustrated that the nine years in a row the Bearcats made the NCAA tournament. They only got to the Sweet 16 one time. And that is frustrating. But you know what's also impressive? is They were one of only a handful of schools in the country. The other schools, I believe, were Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, Gonzaga, and North Carolina that all made the tournament in that nine-year run. Kentucky could not even say that. So maybe we need to appreciate that. Nine straight berths in the NCAA tournament. And only, only two of those were by virtue of a conference championship. And that's four of those coming in the American, which didn't send many teams to the tournament on an annual basis. That's hard to do. So all, ye- all regular season, every one of those nine years, we were like, well, what are they going to do in the tournament? Maybe we should have just enjoyed the fact that, hey, they were doing enough in the regular season to get to the tournament and then the real fun begins. Relevancy matters. The Bengals just won their just won on Sunday in the playoffs. It's the first time in franchise history that they won back to back or they that they won a postseason game in back-to-back seasons. That stuff should matter. Considering how this city has been perceived, how on a national level, how you may have perceived it. How you may have gone through some frustrating times as a fan. I know. I certainly have. I can share those with you. So for me, I just think about the Cincinnati Bearcats in the five year run they had in football being relevant, being in the conference championship in New Year's Six and playoff discussion. And the Bengals now having won a playoff game in back to back seasons for the first time in franchise history. And I know, and Austin O'More brought this up. Monday on ESPN 1530 yesterday, he brought up how that, yes, the Cincinnati, that the Bengals have existed since 1968. So this should have been already a, but when you consider that the Bengals, 1968 through 1990, had, you know, some success, I mean, they went to two Super Bowls, they won a playoff game in 1990. But also, I think it's worth remembering that team's existence, they didn't win a playoff game. And there was a lot of issues. There was, um, you know, Paul Brown passed by Mike Brown not making some good business decisions in the early 90s. And so that put the Bengals in a 15-year lull. They went through the lost decade. Then they got back to the playoffs. And then they, you know, had some unfortunate luck in those seven playoff games. You know. They weren't a playoff team. They are now, and you should appreciate that. I do. If you've been through enough suffering as a Bearcats fan after 81 to nothing against Penn State or all the years where no one really went to the football games and you did not matter on a national level, the football program, as Mo Egger once documented, almost folded. Now it's going to the Big 12. Appreciate that. And if you do, you will be much happier as a fan. Again, do I want the Bearcats to win a national championship in football and basketball? Yes. And baseball, for that matter. Heck, any sport. Do I want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl? Yes. But I also just want them to be relevant every single year. Look at teams like Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look at teams like the... um, Like... Ohio State, or Clemson, or um, any other great team or organization. For so long, the San Antonio Spurs, they didn't have a star player outside of Tim Duncan. And did you really like watching him play? I did. Maybe you didn't. He wasn't as exciting as a Kobe, or LeBron, or any, any, any other star player of this generation. But the Spurs were incredibly consistent. The Lakers... Had some down years in the in Kobe's career. The Spurs, every year Tim Duncan played, they went to the playoffs. And at one point, they had a long streak of 50 or more wins in the regular season, including the lockout year of, of 2012. That stuff matters. They were always relevant, quietly, amongst the top teams in the Western Conference. And yeah, they also won five championships. Be like them. All right, on tomorrow's show, the Big 12 schedule will be out. We will get to that. Don't forget, tomorrow, Russ Heldman joins me for another live room, our weekly live room at 1230. We'll look ahead to the Bearcats men's basketball matchup tomorrow night at South Florida. Should be another game opportunity for the Bearcats to get a much-needed win. Thursday, we will recap the game, um, podcast form of our live room, uh, talking the latest trends. We will talk about... Uh, Bearcats men's basketball, we'll talk about the Big 12 schedule, so much to get to, and then Friday we will look ahead to a massive showdown on the hardwood against the Memphis Tigers, what a great week, what a great day that will be in Cincinnati, we got the Bearcats and Memphis in Memphis and the hardwood, the Bengals and Bills in the divisional round of the playoffs Sunday afternoon, going to be a great day for uh, Cincinnati sports fans, including myself and you, and thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. For your second listen, check out our brand-new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court plus here from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90. The podcast is on Twitter at Lockdown cats. I'm on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore and email, and Alex three Frank at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Com. That's all lowercase, by the way. I'm Alex Frank for Locked On Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. And um, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say it. happy birthday to our family friend in South Carolina, Elizabeth Uthergrove. I love you, and I hope you're having a fantastic, fantastic uh, birthday. Love you, and happy birthday. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.